Blog Talk Radio. Always open. Um, so it's kind of like that kind of thing. Okay. So as part of that, what you guys are doing, you did something for one of your other friends. Tell those watching us and listening what you did for one of your friends. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, so uh, one of our friends, uh, she just recently graduated uh, from UT um, in Austin. Uh, what is UT? The people in Zambia <laughs> don't know what UT is. So basically, she just graduated with her um, bachelor's of science. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing biochem. Um, she's like on a, a pre-medical track, so she's she's one of our future doctors. And so we just like celebrated with her. We had like a surprise party for her. Um, I think it was a very good thing to do because, um, like like I said, she's one of our future doctors. And mm-hmm. for everyone, we just need to celebrate each other. So we had a surprise party for her. It was really fun. We got to hang out um, to celebrate her in her happy moment. Yeah. How did she? How did she? she obviously, surprise party. She didn't know that you guys were gonna do this. <laughs> okay, I want you to tell us how did she respond, and what was the atmosphere at that surprise party? What, what were you guys talking about? I mean, how did she respond first? And what was the, tell us, I mean, the interaction amongst yourselves, how was it like? Okay, so, so basically, um, we have a group on Instagram. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of us are on there, and we basically just um, send each other messages. Like, sometimes we send each other, like, funny memes. Like, how are you doing this morning, everything like that. So what we ended up doing is we ended up creating a separate group that she wasn't in, and she doesn't even know this, but we created oh, okay. <laughs> And we were just like, um, we're going to have a party on this day. Uh, this is the location. Everyone brought a dish, so it was really, like, interactive. And then we had to get her to come. <laughs> how, did was, you do, how did you do that without giving it away? It was hard, to be honest, <laughs> because... Um, I was just like, oh, we're going to hang out, but she had to study that day. So we were just basically pleading with her, like, come, you have to come. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she was like, what's going on? Like, she had no idea, but she was kind of suspicious. Like, I have stuff to do. And I was just like, she's like, let's hang out next week. I'm like, nope, it has to be this week. So um, we got there. Um, I believe she was very surprised um, whenever we came up to the door with her. Um, we knocked on the door, so we had it um, at a church venue, and um, like in the youth room, and mm-hmm. uh, the lights were off. Um, I think one of the Natasha's, we have three Natasha's, one of them opened the door, and she just like, she was really surprised. The lights were off, and everyone was like, surprise! And yeah, it was, real, it was a good time. We had food. Um, we had good conversations. We played games, mm-hmm. and then the great part about it, I would say, is, like, at the end of the night, um, everyone was singing. So I would say, like, everyone in our group is, like, super talented. They either sing, they play an instrument, like, 
everyone just has some great talent. So um, they were just like singing um, like worship songs and stuff, and we recorded it. It was a really good time. Mm, excellent. Yeah. Okay, that's excellent. Yeah. So they, you heard me mention this 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 idea of uh, um, the Zambian association leaders uh, coming up with this vision to have community centers across the United States and probably Canada as well. Um, what do you think about that in line with what you said, the importance of community? I mean, if there was a community center in Dallas, what sort of things would you, would you think about doing there, you guys? And I'll ask Manasseh the same question when he comes on. Um, so if there's like a community center in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be, I actually honestly think that would be a wonderful idea um, just because I feel like if you look across like other, um, I guess I was tourists from different countries, um, I feel like they have strong community bases too, and that's something that we need as well. Um, I feel like, I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be a good thing to do. It would be great. It just brings the community together. It makes us stronger. And, yeah, I think it would be a good thing. Um, okay. What activities would we do? Um, I guess similar, um, just like we could have, um, like, celebrate people when, you know, they graduate. A lot of us are graduating, so when they graduate, um mm could even just have, like, you know, zombie and Independence Day parties, just things that kind of, like, bring us closer to uh, where we came from. I mean, if there was, like, a Bemba's learning class, I would be in there. I'd be like, Oh, wow. Say that again so, if there was a what? <laughs> if there was a Bemba learning class, I would be the first one to sign up. And I'm pretty sure some people in our group would be happy because we've had those discussions. Like, I feel like there's just a longing, you know, to learn and to want to be a part of who we really are. So that would be amazing. <laughs> okay, because you see, when you say that, um, uh, I'm looking for somebody here. The leaders, okay, I, I, I see Aubrey is on. I see Mrs. Chibwe is on. Uh, you, you, our leaders, you're listening to this. If there was a Bemba class, I'll be the first person to sign on. I, I mean, know... Is it Sarah Hill's daughter? Somebody help me out. Where is the lady? Um, the guys from. There's a. We're gonna do this show again. I'm gonna bring another bunch of kids here to talk about this. I'm glad the community leaders have signed in here. Doctor Monsanjo, you're listening to this. If there was a Bemba class, I'll be the first person to sign on. There's a young lady. I believe, I don't know if it's Minnesota or whatever. She said, this is, listen to this, Esther. She was trying to search for who can teach her Nyanja. And guess what she came up with? A Caucasian American. Wow. <laughs> I'll bring her on the show. Next month, we're going to do another one of these shows to do this. What is your message, Esther, to, to us listening? the parents, the leaders, what, what do we need to do to sort of, because you see, we do a lot of things, independence, picnics, all these things, we cook in Shima and everything else. To what extent do you think you need to get engaged or involved in these things? Um, 
Well, well, I'm going to answer based off of just the household I grew up in. So, mm-hmm. like you said, there's a lot of uh, – I've even though I grew up here, I feel like I I grew up with a very um, strong Zambian background as well. Just because, I mean, our parents are, are Zambian. So, of course, we see that we learn how to click in Shimo. We learn how to do, like, certain things, like, um, as far as like speaking Demba, I can understand it, but mm. it's just I need to practice speaking because it's awkward. So I feel like if there's more, um, if there's more activities like you said, um, mm. I just feel like that brings us closer to home because for a lot of us, some of us have been back, some of us haven't been back. There's like we're connected to our parents, but if there's a way that we could be connected to Zambia, like more than just through our parents, I feel like that would be very beneficial for us because it's part of who we are. It's part of our DNA. And I I, I feel like I speak on behalf of, like, a lot, not everyone, but a lot of the diaspora when I say, like, we really want to learn. We really want to know. And a lot of us really want to go back if we have those opportunities. But as mm-hmm. much as Zambia that can come here and just be with us in our community, I feel like that would be Perfect. <laughs> okay, so finally, my final question to you is, uh, where, where do you think this notion of saying you guys are not interested in anything Zambian, where do you think that comes from? Um, I don't know where it comes from, but I can tell you that it's false. Um, it just might be the fact that we grew up here, and so since we have, like, our accents are Americanized, maybe our mm-hmm. accents are Americanized, but, like, who we are, we know that we're Zambian, and I feel like we're proud of that. And mm-hmm. so wherever it came from, I would just say, get rid of it. <laughs> Whoever has that idea in their head and just know, like, just hearing from, at least for me and the people that I've talked to, which is specifically the people that are in the group that I'm a part of, we really, we view ourselves as Zambians, first mm-hmm. and foremost, and then Americans. And that being said, we, we want to, we want to learn, like, and we want to, we want to be a part of who we really are in our community. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Esther, thank you. Don't go away. We're going to finish with everybody at the end of it. We'll take a commercial break and then we'll come back and speak to Manasi.
back to everybody. The conference, it's a fundraising conference towards the vision and the steps to start community centers across the U.S. So to register, please go to that website, zusbc.com. There's a special going on right now. Go to the website and we shall. All right, my next guest, Manasse. How are you doing, my friend? Hello, good morning. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to start my video, but it says I can't write. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Come on. We oh, want to good see. morning. Yeah, there you go. I wanted to see that. I like the bandana. I like the hair. <laughs> Can you do my hair like that? Ah, you got to grow it out of it first. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it that way, then I'll be thrown out of the house. Eh? <laughs> so, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me here. Congratulations on graduating high school. You're going to college in the fall, right? Yes, I am. Uh, tell our listeners where you're going and what you'll be studying. All right. So, um, yes, as you heard, I'm a recent high school graduate. I graduated from a high school called James Bowie High School in Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. I will be moving on into a, um, a community college a distance away from me. It's called... Tyler Junior College. It's uh, based in Tyler, Texas, and I'll be studying um, musical theater there. I like that. Okay. So everybody, like I said about Esther, Esther is like five, ten minutes drive from me. Manasseh is like 30 minutes, right, yeah, Arlington? It's, it's, yeah, it's about like a half hour. Yeah. Uh, Manasseh is like 30 minutes from me. So, okay. So you listen to my conversation with Esther. What type of activities do you do, do you engage in as a Zambian child being brought up in the U.S.? So in my case, my activities, um, you know, based around my Zambian community, mostly stem off of the activities that my mother participates in. Mm-hmm. So my mother, being as big of a community uh, person as she is, um, every event that she goes to, I go to as well. Uh, therefore, it gives me the opportunity to then engage with my fellow Zambians and um, the Zambian youth as well. So um, especially the, the, the part of the community that I uh, especially reside with, mm-hmm. I'm always kind of seen as the um, leader perspective of my youth at least. At okay, least. I like that. I from like my, that. Yeah, so, from my side, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody listening, I'm looking forward to, I'm going to put Manasseh on the spot here. I think you need to come to Las Vegas, man. <laughs> you, you, you yeah. So when you go with your mom to these events, um, we need to be very careful here, like I told you. We don't want to throw our parents <laughs> under the bus. Okay? Absolutely, absolutely. So is it by choice, or she says you are coming whether you like it or not? You know, well, that, you know African mother, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Um, well, to be perfectly honest with you, it's about a mix of two. Um, you know, of course, especially when I was younger, well, younger than I am now, there were events that, you know, there were times when I didn't necessarily want to go to them, but, you know, just through process of being the child and being younger, I had to go. And there was no issue in that because all that did was broaden my horizons, you know, as a Zambian. Um, but then, uh, as I grew older, there were more moments when I realized that, like, 
being Zambian was fully in my blood who I am, you know. Okay. Like, I am a born Zambian, so I need to appreciate my heritage, appreciate my culture, and I need to meet these people who are also, you know, my people. So that was the biggest, um, that was the biggest, like, eye-opener to me, acknowledging the fact that, um, you know, me being a Zambian, I need to engage with my community. So more mm-hmm. recently, for sure, mm-hmm. the events were ones that I wanted to go to, to even okay. potentially see more youth. So, like I asked Esther, when does this notion of saying, you guys are not interested, you are disinterested, you are disengaged, where does it come from? Please can you kill that myth today and let's move on with life? Absolutely. I think this notion of we as the Zambian youth are not interested in being a part of our culture or being engaged with Zambians, fellow Zambians as a whole, kind of stems from the fact that um, the American society as a whole now has mm. stepped away from culture as a whole. And I mean that in the sense of um, people are trying to move on from where they came from and just trying to start anew, which is never a bad notion initially, but mm-hmm. the um, the idea of taking away your past completely or taking away where you came from initially completely yes. um, kind of abolishes, like, the integrity of you wanting to move forward because as much as you try to, your past is always a part of you, yes. you, you know, um, and especially – that of um, our younger, uh, our younger culture, our, our younger Zambian uh, population, you know, especially in the state, it almost seems like despairing because there's not enough engagement with it. And um, especially when uh, I was informed on the fact that there was going to be a conference in Las Vegas about, um, you know, more engagement with the Zambian community as a whole, I really wanted to, I mean, like, it's something that is, I'm trying to open my schedule up for it because it's something I really want to attend to because I want, uh, you know, to prove not just to my family but all the Zambian families and the community as a whole that, like, we as the youth are interested in figuring out where this part of us comes from because, like Esther said, some of us have gone back, some of us haven't. I was supposed to get an opportunity to go back, um, you know, this month, actually, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, due to rescheduling, um, it, I couldn't uh, attend to it. But it, it's going to be rescheduled sometime later this year, and when it happens, you know, I'm, I've been excited for it for months now because it it's giving me a chance to see where I'm from, my home, essentially, in the perspective of... Um, you know, an older eye. The last mm. time I went, I was eight years old. So, okay, you know, wow. I, I wasn't, you know, sure, I was older than initially being born, but um, I didn't have that, like, open-minded perspective. I didn't have that, like, you know, open brain perspective. Mm. So, you know, this, this chance that I'll be getting sometime soon, you know, allow me to see it through an older eye, through a more mature eye, and I'm so excited for that. Excellent. So, you have Zambian friends? Um, yes, I do have Zambian friends. What kind of conversation are you having with your friends? Well, um, you know, so one of my uh, Zambian friends, and I don't have so many, but the ones that I do, um, you know, it's the same uh, mindset of, you know, I was born in Zambia, moved here sometime, um, and then through 
you know, just through growing up, I learned this, this, and this, right? So mm-hmm. I have two specific Zambian friends who, you know, I always love to have conversations with whenever I get the opportunity to see them. And with these friends, um, the conversations that we have range from just, like, how do you feel about us being, like, the next generation of Zambians, you know, essentially the next generation of Zambians who are going to be leading our communities, because in in a sense, that is almost what we will have to do, you know, Mm -hmm. when your, uh, when your parents put you, um, put, like, such a uh, strong hold on, like, the importance of communities to the point where they want to start and be leaders in these communities based in the U.S., for their home countries, there is an unspoken expectation for their children to be the ones who take over for those things once it's time for those children to, uh, once it's time for their children to do that. And, you know, the kinds of uh, conversations we have range from, um, hey, how do you feel about the fact that, you know, we're growing up and that we may have to do what our parents are doing? And then also, but at the same time, we don't just always make our conversations, you know, serious we like to have fun and just, you know, speak to each other as friends because in a sense that's the perfect thing, knowing that although you guys live these lives where you thought that, like, you know, since we have to uh, be the torch of uh, New Zambians moving forward, we Mm. have to keep everything so serious. We don't always have to do that, you know. The same way that our family, uh, our older uh, parents and, you know, everyone around us likes to have fun, you know, the picnics, the parties, you know, we're allowed to have that same fun too. So we just never keep the mentality that everything has to always be serious. Like we always like to have the idea that we can have fun, but we can still engage in these very intricate and very, elaborate conversation. I like that, Manas. I like that. I'm sure everybody's listening and the, the Zambian parents need to listen up, right? It's not always the standard thing <laughs> of Zambia, proud and free. Okay. <laughs> There's this idea of building community centers across the United States, North America. What do you think? What, what sort of things would you envision or would you like to see going on in these community centers, Manas? Um, I'll be perfectly honest. When I was told about these community centers, I was very excited because I was, I, I believe that I was one of the first to hear about them, especially in the youth, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, my mother being who she is, she let me know about it. And um, for me, the biggest thing, and, you know, this might come a little out there, so I just want everyone to hear me out for a second. Um, the biggest thing that I genuinely want to see in these community centers is like an outlook place for the youth and how they want to look at their future careers. So um, I feel like one thing that needs to be more outspoken in the Zambian community, especially not just the Zambian community, but in the uh, you know just the African community in the states, especially. Yeah. The one thing that I believe really needs to be looked at is career expansion for our youth especially. So, you know, the idealism that our youth need to consistently stay in these careers that although do guarantee a good financial stability later in life, you know, our doctors, engineers, lawyers, et cetera, right, we want to push our, our youth and our children Mm-hmm. Uh, further into these careers because we know that they can guarantee them a safe financial stability job. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes, you know, through just 
influence and inspiration and, you know, just different outlooks in life, our, you know, our youth and our children and me especially were inspired by these things to look into different careers, like me especially. I'm going into college as a musical theater major. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is something that throughout my high school career, especially I've realized is my passion, is my calling. Play you music, are muted. Performing for people, acting, you know, this kind of thing. And in a lot of instances, this is something that we have to, I, I especially feel as a youth that we have to almost bottle up and just call a hobby because we're afraid that it won't guarantee us that, you know, safe career, that safe financial stability job. Um, mm. But I feel like through these community centers, we can have these safe spaces where our youth can come and gather and they can speak on what calls them, like what their passion is and how they feel that they can you know, personally make whatever their passion is, whatever this calling thing that they're feeling is, their future, you know what I mean? And I genuinely feel like these community centers can do that. You know, I heard that, you know, we might open one in Dallas, and Mm -hmm. considering how close that is, I could even be an advocate for somebody who would um, be feeling a certain way about what they want to do in their future, and they're just unsure. And they can gather, especially if they're the youth, and just speak on it and, you know, allow them to feel like, hey, you know, you might not see what might what doors might be open for you right now, but through this, you know, community center, we can help you figure that out. Excellent. Wow, Manasseh, powerful. Everybody, uh, thank you for those that have joined us on Facebook. We do appreciate. Let us know where you're watching or listening from. If you have a comment or question for my guest today, please do so. There is a special today if you register for the conference. By the way, one of the speakers will be speaking at this conference is in the age group of these guys. So um, please, uh, let's do that. Okay. Manasseh, thank you. Stick around. We shall close this together. Mapalo, tell dad to... Okay. Uh, (laughs) I like this. Mapalo, tell dad to come and set up things for you, to put your video on and your... Your, 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 your what? Your audio. Okay. Um, let me read something here from, 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 I believe, is it Facebook? Maybe there is a happy medium with career outlook between the youth and their parents. Um, if the youth can partner with more experienced older people to better, um, is it monetize their passions, then they can ease the parents will disappear. That's a good one. Excellent. Okay. I am. I cannot wait to hear from what Mapalo has to say. Hi, Mapalo. Hi. How are you doing, my man? Good. Hey. So, uh, school is closed, right? Yeah. I just got done a few days ago. Okay. And um, what grade are you going to be in the in the fall? Third grade. Third grade. Excellent. Excellent. You see, the reason I have you here today is because of the things that you do on social media, okay? Tell everybody how old you are because let them know you're in the third grade. How old are you, Mapalo? I am eight years old. Eight years old. What sort of things do you guys do around the house? So I like 
So in my yard, I help my dad work mm-hmm. all the stuff that he has to get done. Yes. And then sometimes I like to record videos of it. Mm-hmm. And we have been working really hard on our front yard and backyard. Mm. So. <laughs> Okay, Mapalo, this is what I'm going to do. Let me show everybody some of the videos that you do, okay? Probably that will help everybody get an idea of what we are doing here today. Let's let's show what Mapalo does around the yard. So today, guys, we are, you know, the last episode, we we were doing what's in my backyard. But this time, our first episode, what's in my front yard? So let's get started with the basketball team. Our friends spend three whole days building this. And he's still working. And then he wanted a, he, he had a, my dad had a creative idea, creative idea to make a fish. And now he's spray painting it. And the best of last, the barber shop. So, here is the barber shop. This is Mommy, the barber shop person. She is taking care of Wally. Wally, say hi. Hi. Okay. <laughs> and we found, when we got our house, we found that there was a creek. Over here. I'll show you in a second. First, I gotta get over there. So we have this massive creek that goes all the way down there. Yeah. My dad. And also, we have more than the plants that you saw. So we have all of these plants. And then if you look over here, we have some of these plants. We have a tree. And then we have all of these plants. It's a lot of plants, right? Yeah, I know. Stay tuned for another episode of Talk with Paolo. Paolo. And if you like being Talk with Paolo, just go to my other videos. Um, what's in my backyard? What's in my front yard? See ya. My Yes. So, how did you come up with? When did you start making these videos? So, my dad and his friend were working in the backyard, yes. and my dad told me to record. So then I started to add some stuff to the video when he told me to record. Okay. So how did you come up with uh, with the title of your videos? You call it What's in My Backyard, right? Yeah. So who came up with that title? I did because it was all about, like, showing stuff that was in my backyard. Mm. Mm. 
So how, how, how often do you guys work in your backyard? When do you do it? Over the weekend? When, when do you do this? Usually things? do it over the weekend. Because mm. we have more free time to work. Okay, okay. So tell everybody watching or listening what sort of things you guys do around the house. So my dad and me, have been planting lots of trees and like apple and pear trees. Uh-huh. And we made this garden that's gonna have lots of fruits and vegetables in it. Yes, yes. And my dad my dad built a playground for us in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And in the front yard we have a basketball hoop and then we have two sheds. And then we also have the picnic table. Mm. And then we have we have a massive creek that goes all the way down to the end of our yard. And yeah. Ma Mapalo, tell me yeah. this. What, what sort of things do you see in the creek? Do you have you ever have you guys ever seen a snake or what sort of things do you see in the creek? We usually see fish, and one time I saw a frog or a mm. toad right next to it. Wow, are you afraid of are you afraid of frogs or snakes? What, what are you afraid of? Um, I am not afraid of frogs or snakes. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> one time I was at I was at this um I was at this petting zoo. Yes. My parents, and, mm -hmm. I, hold a, and I hold it a snake. Hmm. So. That's cool, Mapalo. Now tell me, do you have Zambian friends? Yes. Oh, wow. How many? When do you guys meet and what do you do? So, we, so my dad my uncle has yeah. my uncle has kids and they are from Zambia. So I get to see them often on the weekends. Okay. Mm, excellent, excellent. Oh yeah, I'm being reminded, by the way, I forgot to mention where Mapalo is, like I did for Eastern Manasseh. Mapalo is in Wisconsin. Is that right, Mapalo? Yeah. What? What's the name of the town you live in? Um, Franklin. Franklin, yeah. So that's up north there, close to, I believe, Canada, very far. I think it's like 16 hours drive from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Franklin is close to Milwaukee. Okay, Franklin is close to Milwaukee. All right. So, Mapalo, what do you guys do when you meet with your Zambian friends? We usually play basketball. We play. We we play outside. Mhm. Mm and sometimes we come inside. Mhm. Mm to do some stuff. And then in the backyard, we play on the playground a lot. Yes. That's good stuff. 
That's good stuff. I want us to, you, you do amazing things at Mapalo, and I want everybody to see this, what Mapalo is able to do. Uh, <laughs> you watch this. I, I was like, watch this. <laughs> Mapalo, yeah. who taught you how to how to ride the lawnmower? Um, so on that day, my dad, my dad was teaching me how to steer it. Uh huh. And then after, I wanted to try, so yeah. then I I just tried, and then I got it, and then. So I I as was mowing the lawn after and then I when when I was all done I just went in circles. <laughs> what did your mom think about you running a lawn mower? Did did she agree with that? Uh, no. But you still went and did it. Yes. I, you know, when I watched that, I was like, Mapalo and his dad are trying to give their mom a heart attack. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, Mapalo. Okay, hang in there. This is what we're going to do. Uh, let's bring everybody back here as we wind up. Mapalo, you are, man, you're an amazing guy. I look forward to meeting you someday. Hey, before I bring back Esther and Manasseh to join us here, have you been to Zambia? I've been to Zambia when I was six months old. Oh, okay. That's it. We end there. You can't say anything. <laughs> it's like me. I went to my mother's village when I was six months old as well. I can never remember anything. Um, Esther, Manasseh, you guys. Okay. Everybody watching, please. I do appreciate you guys doing this and taking the time. You have really unpacked a lot of things. Uh, I don't know if anybody has got a question for these guys, Roger, everybody who has signed in here. Um, they've, they've, they've really unpacked a lot of things. And uh, yeah. this, is what, this, this is what I wanted to say before somebody comes in. Uh, for you, Mapalo, Manasseh, and Esther, I've got a friend of ours who is the founder, part of the who's been with this show from the beginning, has written a book. And I want to show you the book. That's the book. So I'm going to send you a copy of that book, each of you, the three of you. Okay? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So this, is, this just came off. It's just off. It's actually best-selling. And it wow. just came out. So I will send you a copy of that book. And what you do is when you get the book, Mapalo, Manasseh, Esther, just take a picture with it and send it back. She, she would like to see, to see that. It's meant for the youth. 
So we, we're going to do that. And everybody else, young people, who is the young person, Roger? 30 and below, 25, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 50. No, yeah. 50. <laughs> everybody, uh, those who want to feel young, okay, we shall do this. Uh, okay, the, the author says it's for everyone, not just for young people. So this is what we are going to do. Those of you who are going to register for the conference today and you show me the proof that you registered today, I will send you a copy of that book that you see right there. That's a special offer that we have for you today. Uh, that's what we are going to do. Thank you, Mwansa. Um, it's Mwansa P. God. She's an author and uh, an amazing yeah, in the book, there are many experts from different age groups and backgrounds who write about uh, different things, and I know it's going to bless you, whoever is, is going to do this. So, uh, Roger, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I want, I want, I want the community leaders. Where are they? Where are they? Mrs. Chibu, are you able to come on here and say something? I want you to respond to what you have heard today. Um, Go ahead, Machipo. Thank you for, by the way, thank you for coming on today. I want you to respond to what you have heard today. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move away from the children. I'm on the call. (laughs) Sorry, hi. So I'm very uh, impressed with the young people and what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And um, everything that was shared is really what, something that is dear to my heart. And um, mm-hmm. I just want to, to say how proud I am to, to call myself a Zambian mom. Mm-hmm. I'm a mother of four. Um, and I did send my, the link to my children to see if they can chime in. But um, yes. I, I have my other daughter is in West Coast. Um, uh, she, um, I don't know, she was probably not awake. <laughs> I know, it's a bit early. Uh, yeah, the other daughter is in uh, um, Missouri. That's my youngest, and she's working on her PhD. She was probably asleep. Um, mm. And uh, my two boys are here in Pennsylvania, one in Philadelphia and one is in Reading, PA. Um, so I have, I'm a grandmother. Mm-hmm. I have three grandchildren. My oldest grandson is six and a half. Uh, we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a whole generation coming behind us, yes. and we have these discussions continuously. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I am passionate, even before I had children, is that I'm very passionate about uh, culture mm-hmm. and, and arts. Culture mm-hmm. and arts, because I think it speaks to the identity of who we are as a people. Yes. So regardless of where we live and, uh, you know, on the planet, uh, we are Zambians and That's we carry true. that flag with us and we are ambassadors in that respect. But, 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 so, uh, when people but people, say, let me cut you short here. You heard what Esther said to say, if there was a provision for lessons mm-hmm. to learn Bemba, should be the first person to sign uh, up. What does yes. that speak to us as parents about? Uh, it speaks Lord, and I think there was, uh, there's been probably errors in the past. Um, my kids do not speak, I'm Lenje, my husband is Bamba, and mm-hmm. um, my kids do not speak either. And some of the, um, well, I guess the fallacies is that 
when my kids were young, um, the psychologists of the school says, oh, do not confuse the children uh, by introducing multiple languages, which was not the truth. Mm. And, and now they are desperate to learn um, their mother tongue. Yes. So uh, I'm not going to go into the history, but you know how it is. Like people of our color has been stripped in one way, I mean, in many ways of, of who we are. And I think that culture so um, we need to rise up and teach our children everything. And mm-hmm. we've had discussions in my, with other leadership in my group that the children need to know the culture. It's not just about, you know, how we dress or how, what we speak, but it's deeper. And okay. so having the, the, the community center language is paramount because mm-hmm. we need, they need to have access to those languages. And so speaking to the, all the adults that are um, able to teach those languages, um, uh, we need to start thinking how are yes. we going to empower them. Even if, uh, so when you speak with them, greet them in the morning with mm-hmm. the greeting in Pemba, in Lenje, in Tonga, yeah. and say goodnight to them in those languages, and, they, and it sticks. When you're calling them, calling them, you know, Kosakuno, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they listen. So little by little, we can change it and, and, and make them, so when you speak to them, let them respond to you in, in, in um, the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do encourage that when we do have the centers, language has to be paramount. Yes, and then yes. other cultures in terms of how do we conduct ourselves as um, Zambians or Africans. Mm-hmm. When we greet adults, we curtsy. All right. So when I, when I went to Zambia 2019 with my daughters, mm-hmm. I had to give them a lesson. We have to curtsy. You curtsy when you, when you shake your hand with an, with, with an adult. And with an adult, things. yeah. Because mm-hmm. in, in American culture, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, those are just little instant, uh, innuendos that we need to do. Um, but even how we carry out in our homes, we have to be a little bit uh, more deliberate how we interact between husband and wife, you know, and, and make those cultures kind of let them see those things. Mm. Um, I know I was raised or I was told that when you, when you, as a wife, when you speak to your husband uh, and your husband is seated, you, you kneel down and speak to him. And then I was, of course, I, I, I left my country like 10 days after I, I was wed. Oh, and, wow. Um, we, we lived in England and then now we're mm. in the U.S. Now, the thing is, like, do you think I knelt down when I was giving water to my husband? <laughs> okay, I confess, I didn't. You know, because it's like my mother's not here to tell me to kneel because down. You are, because you are not where people are monitoring exactly. you. Okay. Yeah. Ms. Chippa, thank you so much. I appreciate you doing this. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. And Ms. Chippa is in Pennsylvania. She's part, of the, yeah, she's part of the leadership. And listen, people, the event in Las Vegas is not just a get-together, dance, drink, the normal thing. No. It's a fundraiser. <laughs> towards the first community center we are going to build. So if you participate, if you come, you are helping with the fundraising. If you're not able to come, consider your registration as a contribution. Uh, Roger, you wanted to say something before I ask a question? Yeah, basically, I think what you said is that I think all of us ought to write at least some same ways, which even our adults is that don't have a single way uh, of uh, the vocabulary from our languages back home. Why don't we start developing some at least ten ways? Begin from there, 
this word means this in our language. Uh, so is it Dr. Patrick who said that one time? You lose your language, you lose your culture. That's as simple as that. Mm. Yeah. So very quickly, one more question before we leave here, guys. Uh, let me ask this. This is, ne- this is the Manasseh's mom asking, but I'll, f- I'll throw the question to, to, to Esther. Um, what activities would you like to see in our communities engage, our communities engage that would spark your interest and involvement? Esther. Um, like I um, stated before, I think the, the language classes would be at least number one for me. And mm-hmm. not that I can't, like, obviously I understand everything, but I mean, like I said, speaking is very awkward. Um, and it's, and I think it's also coming from people are in my group. They, everyone wants to learn. So, I mean, that would be number one. Um, uh, second, I really like, um, I think um, earlier um, someone was talking about just, like, fostering careers for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, That's a there, big one. That's a big yeah, one. That's a really big one. Um, I just kind of want to, like, say that. So, um, basically, there's so many talented people. I said this before, like, in the group that I'm in. There's so, like, when I, when I tell you how talented everyone is, it's, like, not even a joke. People mm-hmm. draw, like, amazingly. They sing. They play instruments. Some people are just really smart, like at books. Like I said, we have a future doctor there. Like, there's so many interests that people have, and I feel like there just needs to be um, a fostering of those things. Like, yeah, yeah. we all come with different talents, and I believe that they're all God-given. And so if we can move towards, like, okay, um, this person is really good at this, let's, let's do what we can to, like, build that person up and just, like, push them towards what they what they're very good that would be Mm -hmm. really awesome and um yeah just like before coming together celebrating each other on good occasions and then if anything happens that's not good i mean god forbid but things happen we just need to be there for each other so that's what i would say okay you guys thank you for taking the time to do this i'm going to do another show like this next Mm -hmm. month and i need to hear from the parents watching, listening, radio, Facebook. Send me a message if you want somebody to be on this show, any of the young people. Guys, Roger, I'm listening to these guys. You think these guys can fail to make a speech in Parliament? Yeah, uh, Even Imapalo, who is eight years old, is able to articulate rather than, I'm sorry to say, in Parliament anywhere. That's me saying that. Um, <laughs> You guys, I'm going to send you a copy of this book. Okay, you can't see it because of uh, this technological stuff. Anybody who registers today, you are also going to get a copy of the book. You'll get a copy of that book if you register today. Esther, Mapalo, Manasseh will get a copy today. Next week, I'll be talking to Dr. Nevers Mumba and Mr. Winegood Malunga, Remembering KK, that's what we are going to do. And those of you in the DFW area, please note that we have a memorial service today at 7 p.m. Check out the Facebook pages. There's a flyer somewhere. I would like you all to come out, and let's remember the legacy of KK. Manasseh, thank you. 
Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Esther, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Mapalo, I want you to teach me how to ride the uh, lawn more. Thanks, my man, for doing this. Welcome. All right. Tell, tell, tell mom and dad I appreciate it. All right, everybody, hang around. Open forum is coming up. Zambia Broke Talk Radio.
morning. Welcome to Seven Talks. That was some uh, very interesting discussion there, Natalie, with uh, the young guys from uh, orders to the to the young ones. Um, these are some of the things I think we worried about uh, in the in, in the past. Uh, how do we bring our kids in the um, back in, in our community? Uh, there is that sense uh, of uh, us losing this that matter. So uh, this, this program might just take its own uh, some own legs. I don't know that in, in which view you are able to see this. Um, seeing only a little of me. Um, if me, uh, um, if you can uh, ping me uh, side by side, nothing that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, so I can see you. You good? You looking good, oh. my friend? Okay. Thank you so much. But, uh, with the background of a legend. You see, the, you see, the question I ask these guys, this notion of saying these kids are disinterested, they want to do their own thing, but have you, have you engaged them in a conversation to find out how they think? You heard what Esther said, Roger. Yes, yes. If there was a place for, to learn Bemba, she'll be the first person to sign up. Stop assuming and engage our children. Yeah. I mean, that's how I tell you, you know, what is so difficult for us? To even write some way, tell our children they mean this and this. Everyone traveling to Africa, do that. And yet we live with these kids who will tell you uh, even a greeting they don't know. To me, that is a sign of failure on our, on our side. But mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you Sam, for, for, for that, Nathan. Uh, it is, uh, a, I mean, a long hour stage initiative in our, in our community. In this program today, Open Forum will come. Uh, we'll be looking at the state of our nation uh, in, in Zambia. A lot of questions are being asked. At this, this very critical hour, last time we have found uh, uh, the raging uh, fire of COVID. A lot of mm-hmm. people are dying. Where is the president? Uh, what do you think about the casket of President Thomas uh, 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 Shake going around the nation? I was watching one of them today. Uh, it was in Subway in a, an empty stadium. So I was asking myself, what is the point? COVID-19 shows we declare a state of emergency and, and postpone the election. What do you think? And, uh, yeah, so those are some of the, the programs we are going to talk about today. I wonder if Kombe is with us uh, today. Uh, so beginning some of our, uh, our people here. Here, 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 here is the thing, okay? You are taking the casket of late President Kaunda across the nation. That's already a contradiction about how to contain the pandemic. Exactly. Exactly. And then you want to say you want to postpone the election. Come That's what I'm telling you to understand. That is uh, what I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to understand. Um, so you want to have it both ways. Just to use my mother's language, like Mrs. Bachipova, Chilanda, Tatulishipova, come on. Um, <laughs> first of all, the, I don't know whether you want me to go ahead with what's in my head. About go ahead that. as we wait uh, as others have seen to tell us. We have a, a big crew, so I know. I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, the issue or the point or the idea of taking 
late President Kaunda's casket around the country, probably the concept came from what they did with Levi Mwanawasa. Those were different times and circumstances. Exactly. Uh, you, have a, you have an outbreak right now. Mm-hmm. You, you're supposed to be... What amazes me is that Canada, for example, uh, yesterday I heard on the news, Israel, which I'm told, I'm told has yeah. done a phenomenal job in terms of vaccination and containing this thing. Australia as well, is it Sydney? One of those big cities, they went into lockdown. The reason I say Canada, Israel, Australia, these are countries with the means, with the capacity to contain this thing yeah. from a medical facilities point of view, from the capacity to provide vaccines and whichever other means you might think of. In our country, we all know, this is probably many people have gone on, on social media, whether that's not the best way to do it or not, we know. We know from talking to our family members, we know from talking to people on the ground, first-hand information. Our so facilities are overwhelmed. The mortuaries can't even contain the body. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have a situation like that, Dr. Monsanje. Then you want to do, what's the word? With all due respect to Dr. Kaunda and his family, no. Tashire Panga Sensei. No. All of us love Dr. Kaunda. I call myself a Kaunda child. It is not making sense. There is a way they could have done this. I don't know whether you saw this. Somebody suggested on social media that what they could have done, and this person even put a disclaimer there and said, although it's not in our cultural norms, put his body in a glass thing and do a virtual event where everybody around the world or online can watch. Taking the body around is not healthy. And you cannot control the crowd's curiosity, okay? Uh, I was trying to, it's, it's, it's bringing crowds together, Roger. You can't control it. Then you turn around and say, you want to postpone the elections. Ah, and then you know, this, you know. Dr. Yeah, the situation in Zambia is grave. I don't know about you, Nathan, Roger, and others, but for me, every day, including today, I've received messages uh, of a funeral in the family, you know, from COVID and the people who are sick from COVID. Now, uh, the, what I take you from this is that the PF government has completely failed to address the COVID oh, situation. So this should even be more the reason not to not to postpone the election, but to hold it so that maybe we can have another government by Muriokela or somebody else. Uh, no, it's, 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 when I was going there, yes, that's a good one, Doug. COVID, COVID is a disease uh, uh, that has kind of uh, put the, the world that we are yeah. all equal. 
So uh, it doesn't choose, yeah. in, in the case of the Zambia, it doesn't choose whether you are PF, UPND, or yeah. any DC or some other party. We just need to confront this so pandemic. Uh, our medical facilities, our mortuaries are full. Uh, the hospitals, as yeah, far as I'm told, the people are, they're just full of people. So we are failing somewhere, and we need to start doing something about it. And uh, let us start talking right here how we can uh, uh, advise you guys our government to control this disease. Okay. At the time, I like this. Who gets them This is the time so, when we huh? require a leadership. Uh, government to come out and give us lockdown measures. This is what we are going to do. This is what we are not going to do. And yet, we have uh, a president on mute. At this very, very hour, the president is meeting in action. I guess the question, uh, okay. uh, you are here. I don't think you are back, some of us. Uh, you don't even want to be okay. Anyway, no. here this, uh, Dr. Montana, we want a person like SS capable of addressing this issue. No, you know, when I say Muriokera, I'm just joking. I know. I know. Those who know me, I like to talk. <laughs> I know. I know you were, you were joking. But we saw what the Americans did. When they had uh, a, a problem, especially of, of COVID, they sent the president. And we've seen what the other guy did within mm-hmm. 100 days, how he focused on the issue, how he messaged the, the issue. So we they can changed, say that again, eh? They, they changed, changed president. They changed president. So right now, Zambia does not only have a COVID problem, but we have a plot one problem. We have a, pro, a presidential problem. So that yeah. is what we, what we need uh, this- towards... Uh, the, the president just needs to come out uh, as the leader of the country to say that uh, people should put on masks, uh, they should sanitize, do social distancing, uh, use um, uh, all these measures that we are, we are using, like uh, uh, um, uh, what, what is it? Uh, yeah, steaming. Steaming is, is a great way to control this uh, virus. All those things, you know, uh, give the medical things using uh, zinc and all these other medical things that uh, are working against this COVID. Otherwise, it is going to finish all of us. Uh, is somebody uh, today, oh yeah, today I received two messages mm. of people who have died. Actually, uh, one of the people uh, is the, the former Inspector General of Police, Mr. Mateo, died uh, like a week ago. His wife died maybe earlier than that. And today I received a message that his son has died. Obviously, these people are connected. Uh, in some way, they, they take care of each other. Wow. So uh, you become vulnerable. So... The, that is why we need a message of, uh, from the president so that everybody knows what to do. People not to be gathering in you very big crowds. Uh, people are making uh, you uh, wedding plans uh, with 200 people. Yeah. Oh. You, know, you know, in Zambia, you, 
it's theoretic. You just go to the to the okay. funeral. The people are going, attending funerals. Yeah, yeah. You see, you know, me all those things to go uh, need, I go with you. Now things that need to be you know, controlled. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Huh? To be giving grace to the American to the Canadian people. Our prime minister, our provincial minister, they are always on TV. This is what you are not going to do. Not right. The question <laughs> of uh, vaccine. We, our people are dying <laughs> because of ignorance. You know, uh, more you know, of the ignorance has been taken in our country. You can't get vaccines because you are going to get the, the mark of the beast. You are going to do uh, okay. this. You are going what to do, do this. Where is our people? Our people are now uh, in, uh, in, in, in trouble. So we are asking this morning, where is the potential leadership? And the more reason. Why our country needs uh, the election to, to happen. If he, has, he is unable to um, uh, carry out his duties uh, because of whatever, but we've seen, Nata, we've seen the President Lugo, in time of crisis, he has chosen to believe. He has chosen to run away from the public. And that shall not help. Whether he sits, whether he's okay, we need the country needs to be uh, from, from the leader. Uh, no, he's, he's not sick. I've just seen some, is it latest pictures or whatever of him going to the funeral of uh, former Chief Justice. He's not yeah. sick. A person yeah. who's sick doesn't go to attend the funeral. They stay home. He's not sick. He's just chosen not to do what he's supposed to be doing. This is a, this is a crisis, and I, I, I think... I mean, like you have said, in the United States, when COVID was overwhelming, the people decided to change a president. That simple. Yeah. I've always had this notion or theory. It's, you don't need to agree with me or whatever. It's just we are the, we are the show about the point I'm going to make. I told, the, I told the worldwide audience on this platform, I said, the way things were going, in my opinion, Biden didn't have a chance against Trump except for COVID. That was, that's just my theory. As in our country, it's just about everything. The, everything, the economy is, is just as, uh, as, as bad. The, the COVID situation, uh, like Dr. Montage is saying, in our family, we just lost uh, a stepsister. Uh, that is just uh, the, the, other, uh, the other day. A very, very good friend of mine uh, also died uh, uh, the other day. So it is now becoming almost a common, very common when you have a funeral. All you say is, oh, someone or someone has died. We are even, we stop paying. Even at the uh, what, what, what I don't okay. want the, uh, any one of us here uh, is to wait to make decisions until your very close loved ones, like a brother, a sister, a father, a mother, of all those, those of you who still have parents, dies before <laughs> you start to react to this situation. This situation is dire. We all need to uh, put our hands together to at least guide our government uh, as far as we can to make sure that they control this disease. Yeah, I, just, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. But we need. Um, uh, I see the man on uh, on the move as uh, always. Uh, but we need to welcome to the to the show. 
Man on the moon. <laughs> yeah, the man on the, the moon. Yeah. yeah. So, where is Bridget Roger, just like uh, I always say, uh, leadership is about uh, the voice. Every leader has to have a voice. Uh, pastor Nathan Inkama was not going to be a pastor if he was uh, if he didn't have a voice. He has to speak to 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 the church. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like the leaders, we all look forward to that voice. The president has ministers that can do uh, uh, things here and there, but the president uses his voice to direct, to talk, to guide the nation in everything they do. This is where uh, uh, Dr. Edgar Lungu has got it wrong. You know, there's no sign of leadership. Every, leadership have changed their countries through speeches. You know, it's, it's just as simple as that. Anything that happens, if there's, a, 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 there's mourning, somebody has died, the president needs to come out and speak. This president, the president is about speaking and speaking and speaking. Now, uh, with due respect to our president, really, is the, and, and you know, I blame us, Zambians, because we don't hold uh, uh, our leaders uh, to account. We, we yeah. have never set a bar. From Kenneth Kaunda, you all know how, how Kenneth Kaunda was. Uh, was. You know, he would come on the air, everything would be quiet, and everybody would listen. The president was talking. And whatever he said was uh, taken very seriously. We also saw uh, Frederick Silva. We saw Michael Sata, how he yeah. used his voice when he talked. People listened. In fact, people like Michael Sata won by virtue of his, uh, the way he talked and the way he directed the nation, you know? So I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> Ever since he came into power, uh, I don't know how many press conferences he has. We you know we've been grappling with him, appearing uh, to debate. All these are part of his office. <laughs> the president is supposed to speak. The president is supposed to sell himself. And we pay him for that. That's what's very... Yeah, pay for that. That is Yeah, but you know, this is one guy that is so adamant, and I hope we never have one like that again, you know, who just thinks his way is, is better or the highway? Uh, look at the way he even told, like the lawyers. I mean, the, 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 the government system said, well, well the, the, the court, the high court ruled that uh, the ministers were illegal in office. He came out by his voice. He said, I'm also a lawyer. You can stay in office. And they said, I'm just trying to illustrate the power of the voice of the president. So this is what we are missing in our country. Uh, like I always say, Mr. Edgar Lungu is wrong for Zambia. I, I wish we could return all these years back. Even when we put you, Roger, you at least you say one thing or you, you have a, a, a statement. Because what does he do, really? What do yeah. you take? No, I, I have a lot of things to say. Don't worry about yeah. that. I have a lot of things to say. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, brother Noel, I, 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 please, uh, please uh, uh, come in, uh, uh, come in here. Um, we, we asked him, one of the questions we asked him here, Noel, is where is President Lungu? Uh, but today he's been seen uh, around, uh, I think, attending the funeral. But where is he as far as this problem uh, is, uh, is, is, is concerned? At this very critical hour, we can't find our President Noel. You, you know, 
it, it just shows that uh, he's, not, he's not serious about this. Because any leader or any president who, who is serious about something, they address the, nas- the, the nation on it. They, uh, they say what's on their mind. They say how things are going to get fixed and how things are going to be done. But the absence of the president when it comes to issues of the country is very alarming. You know, we, 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 we do, up to now, we don't know what the, uh, 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 the plans for, for COVID is. Apart from hearing, okay, churches are closed, weddings are closed, you know, but, but do we know when we're getting the medicine in? You know, right now, yesterday, people were being turned back from UTH from getting their second vaccine because there's no vaccine. The people who are getting vaccines for the first time are not being given vaccines because there are no vaccines. But we, what, what is the president doing about it? What is the country doing about it? We need a president who will stand up there and say, this is what the plan is. This is what we're doing. That's why there's so much lawlessness in the country, because we don't hear from the president. The violence, the police officers, the cadrism, the corruption, he doesn't talk about it, so people continue doing it because that voice from that leader is not there. So it's not only today that the president is not there. The president hasn't been there. He hasn't been there to discuss the issues. Calm the country down. Let the country know what the plan is. Let the country know what your plan is. You know, quiet the rumors down that you're not well. Get up and say, I'm well. Here I am. I'm playing soccer. Calm the that is what a president does. Not just sit there and, you know, and wait for speculation. We need a president who will let us know what is going on. So we don't know where he is. We don't know where he has been. Where is he? Where, where, where is he? Not only Paul, I, I, I don't know. Uh, the, the next question we are also addressing this morning is taking uh, tactics going around, uh, around the, the country. By the way, uh, we were told it's not going to be um, no body viewing. So a lot of people are asking the question, what is the point of uh, having the, the president be taken around the country when uh, there will be no, no, no body viewing? Uh, whose interest, um, uh, are, they, are they saying? Uh, probably they, they don't want a sympathy vote. Um, I don't know if it is uh, the, the, the PM. They want to uh, have uh, a simple support from the people. At the same time, there are also rumors of having uh, to delay the election. So again, like Nathan said, we cannot have um, we cannot have it too uh, both ways. And where you want to um, benefit from the president's the calendar uh, and at the same time you want to delay the election. So that will not, uh, will not uh, happen. Yeah. So, Aras, what do you think um, about uh, all, 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 these, uh, all these issues? Uh, again, when we talk about the president's meeting, uh, we saw here um, uh, Kamala Harris, the president himself, Biden, was on TV showing the people that here is a vaccine. It is safe for you to take it. But the Zambian people, I think, have been kept away, uh, like most of Africa. They've been kept away from the vaccine because of, I don't know, spiritual issues, I'm, I'm not sure. But now it comes the same way, and we are in trouble. We, in, we are in a lot of trouble. So 
if the president was showing leadership, a lot of ministers could have gone on camera, I'm taking the vaccine, why don't you come and take the vaccine? Everyone is scared. They are telling me that for the phone calls we are receiving from work, I am scared, um, but it seems uh, we, we cannot uh, uh, find a solution to, uh, to that. Um, I don't know. And uh, that time also, uh, when, when I asked uh, uh, you on COVID or where the president is, um, what, what, what do we do to convince a lot of people to participate in the vaccine? You yourself have taken a vaccine. I have taken one. I'm taking one on the on the table. But the way I was told you, I was told that. Uh, maybe I don't need the second vaccine. That um, because I got COVID and I got the vaccine. Uh, and so I'm like better than a lot of people, but I'm still going to, to, to take it. What, what do we do? I'm sorry. I don't know if you've taken your vaccine. What do we do to make sure our people, uh, the ignorance which is being used to, 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 put it, to make them stay away from the vaccine, um, that fear is taken away from them. But, but Roger, it still comes back to leadership. Zambia is in a state of confusion right now. Yeah. You have people like, uh, even politicians, you have people like uh, Dr. Nevas Mumba, who's clearly against the vaccine and he has gone on the air and is even commanding more Facebook posts than the president himself. So, and, and you know, Dr. Nevas Mumba, for example, has a very large following. And his belief is that uh, uh, our Lord God will heal us without the vaccine. Do not take the vaccine. He was on a crusade to just say that. So, to make matters worse, what Nevers is saying, and uh, with the quietness of the president, the, the whole population is, cons- uh, is just confused. So, it still comes back to leadership. Where is Edgar Chagualungu? Because Edgar Chagualungu and the ministers, and they need to shut that. If, if really they think the way forward for the country is for the vaccine, they need to shut people up like uh, Dr. Nevers Mumba, what he's doing. Because they, they're confusing the masses. It's either we will, uh, as a country, we are going to say, okay, we are going to prayer. Nothing else. We, we should agree in unison. Or we say, okay, we, the whole country is going to follow the vaccine way. So we, we are just like, a, a, you know, a country just in the dark. And the political players are coming up. Uh, I know my own president has come on the air and issued, uh, I mean, uh, guidelines to um, to the country, strengthen the country and things like that. Dr. Mumba said that, Kelvin Mwaliafuri has said that, uh, Harry Kalaba said that, apart from Edgar Lungu. So this guy, in, in other serious democracy, really, uh, democracies, this guy is supposed to be impeached. If it was here in the United States of America, yeah. you have a crisis like this. Donald Trump, like you said, lost on that basis. Yeah. Donald Trump also lost on the basis of just dividing the country, you know. But here we are. Lungu even enjoying security, enjoying his pay, enjoy, for doing what? I, I always ask myself, at this particular moment, what is he doing? Where is yeah. he? Yeah. Apart from being a president, does he have another, a part-time job or something? Does he have two jobs or something? 
<laughs> his job really is to be the chief mourner, the chief advisor, yeah. the chief everything of the country, and yeah. is very handsomely paid by the country. Security for life, uh, for life, yeah. utilities for everything for life until he stops breathing, and is just there and doing. This oh, guy is the, a fraud. Not to be about it. Uh, question, what should Roger, we do? Can, Roger, can I come I'll, in? I'll begin on a personal note. At the beginning of this pandemic, or uh, when vaccines were were put or brought, uh, were, were, were let out, or FDA gave the go-ahead, you heard what I said. I'm not going to take it until after one year when I see the effect, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay? Until a close family friend who is in the medical practitioner practitioner gave me a serious talk and they told me that kind of statement borders on selfishness. That's what they said to me. And they explained to me the replications and the ramifications and all these things. And our daughter went through some serious medical procedure and they recommended that she immediately takes the vaccine and said, even as a family, we all needed to do it for her sake. I took the vaccine. You said it, Roger. Both have had both shots. Now, let's come back, especially to what Raj Bamsonda said. Our leaders are not doing a very good job. They are not. Okay? First of all, I don't know whether you can help me out here. I don't know whether President Lunga has been vaccinated and he showed it in public that he's been vaccinated. There is something about a leader setting an example. And we all know leadership principles. Like he said, Ramson, that a leader's got a mouth. People listen to their leaders. Whether it's Idi Amin, whether it's Gaddafi, whether it's Trump, people listen to leaders. Yes. So let's be careful what we say as leaders, and yes. let's lead by example. You and I did it. We didn't just come on this show and say, Nimpoka vaccine. We showed our pictures vaccines being taken. There is something about Biden showing himself short being taken. There is something about that. Yeah. There yeah. is something about, the, what's her name? Harris. Is it yeah. Kamala? Kamala Harris, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a Tonga name, actually. something about Vice President showing you that. So he, here is the thing about people listening to leaders. We, you all know, the whole world knows that we heard Dr. Monsanje, that, uh, what's his name, that uh, Trump took the vaccine secretly. Yeah. He didn't show yeah, he why. You see, he's trying to communicate a certain message. Leaders like Ramsonda said, and we are saying here, it's very important as a leader what you say and what you do. It's very important. Yeah. Very, very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mr. Paul, you want to throw it here. Welcome to the Yes. I just have a comment, or maybe you can call it an idea. But this is a very serious situation, of course, what's going on in Zambia. And uh, we've all been talking about leadership. And this is what I have in mind. And here in the diaspora, I know there are great people, uh, even in this, uh, on this forum even now, 
that can reach out back home to the leadership, uh, whether it's the president or it's just an official in the government. But I think uh, we need to uh, reach out to whomever we can, whatever circle you, you are involved in, to send that message that we in the diaspora, this is what we, we, are, we are requiring. And I think I, I suggest that we have one voice, whether we are going to have a document uh, drawn to say this is our statement, that we want the president to reinforce masking and, and, and you know, all the social distancing and limit uh, groupings uh, uh, to 50 or whatever, you know, the earlier, earlier really uh, Ministry of Health uh, guidelines that it was given. Uh, and to request that the president come out and reinforce these ideas. I think we can force, we can be a force even yes. back home. So whether we're going to request that we be listened to, even if we, I don't know if we have any channels to be, for even one of us to, to speak on, uh, on the television, you know, or on some program, just so that we in the diaspora have some kind of influence. So I don't think we should be, you know, a voice in the distance that really is just a, a gong that no one re responds to. So that, that is mm. my suggestion and what is going through my mind that they've come up with a mandate that we either are going to uh, um, write up a document that will send to all our contacts in the, in the leadership, or we request time in the media. I don't know what you think. I have an idea, um, people. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful idea. Um, uh, I, I, I want to say that it's not a, a lot of we are making here. Uh, you know, social media, we are live on Facebook. Uh, someone uh, is reading that we will reinforce it with what you have uh, uh, suggested. Uh, call the, the, the permanent secretary to come, to come here. We will ask what is happening uh, uh, back home. How do you give guidelines like uh, on the weekends the bars will be open on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll close throughout the week? How does that even make any sense? How do you allow people to? Uh, I still attend, you know, when there's a lockdown, there is a lockdown. It means a lockdown. Whether people mm -hmm. in church or anything, there is a lockdown. We need to save life. We need yes. to save life. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. A lot of our, a lot of our hospitals have no oxygen. Of all the things, have no oxygen. How is that possible? So, mm -hmm. that is uh, the message from the diaspora. Roger. Uh, yeah. for, for those who, don't, who may not know around the world, the border between the U.S. and Canada is still closed. Still closed. Still uh -huh. closed. The border between yes. uh, U.S. and Canada is still closed. Uh, a friend of mine I was talking to uh, uh, while you were having your show for, for you, in Western uh, Kenya, uh, the mm. Western part where a lot of uh, the Indian population is based, that is on lockdown. There is even a curfew. You see? Uh -huh. There is even a curfew. So we need some of these measures uh -huh. to, save, to, to save our, our people. Um, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people uh, throwing in the conspiracy, conspiracy theories yeah. against COVID vaccine. Now, speaking from uh, my professional uh, point of view, uh, I work in the drug manufacturing industry, mm -hmm. and all, all uh, medications 
have side effects or adverse effects. Effect. But we use, we, we use the risk-benefit risk ratio to mm -hmm. determine whether a medication should go ahead and be used. Uh, we have uh, in the statistics uh, maybe 0.001% uh, of the people. Someone might die uh, because they have taken the vaccine. But what you look at is that how many people are going to benefit uh, for the use of that vaccine. So we need, to, or we need to throw away all those things. And also, personally, I say that God gave us the intelligence mm. to take the vaccine. You know, God is, the, he is on the side of you taking the, using the intelligence. He's on the side of life. To, he wants to save your life. Yes. Take, the, take the vaccine. Vaccine. I, I, took, I took mine, my whole family members here uh, took it. And uh, we have suffered uh, very heavy, heavy blows in Zambia. Our families, uh, some members of families, family have died. It reminds me of a scripture that time. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I confuse scripture sometimes. <laughs> uh, I, I can even raise someone from the gate. They will still not listen. Yeah. There you go. They will still not listen. How will you send someone from the gate? Still not, uh, uh, listen. Uh, you, we saw your, your hand here. Uh, okay, yeah. Good, good morning, everyone, and good afternoon, those in Zambia. Yeah, for me, it's uh, if you've seen today, I'm coming in even late, like talking about it because my heart bleeds, you know. You know, we have a human being in state house who doesn't care, he doesn't care. If you look around uh, Mr. Lungu, even his children, we don't know. I just Googled that he has six children. We haven't even seen them, like in public or anywhere. We see uh, other presidents showing their family to, 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 to the country. All <laughs> what we hear is the sailor. You know, this is a human being that doesn't care about who is dying, who is, you know, hungry. He doesn't care. Because I'm saying this because if he cared so much, even the people that surround him, the money that they are using to try to, to transport the body of our late father, exactly. Mr. Yeah. KK, they would have bought even two cylinders of oxygen, you know? They would have improved somewhere. Even one cylinder of oxygen would have made a difference to somebody who is dying of COVID, yeah. you know? Yeah. So this yeah. guy doesn't care, you know? doesn't care and we don't know why he doesn't speak to us it's very shameful to have a human being like him in state house and if people are going to continue like this and then take him for five years we are doomed we are doomed yeah. you know yeah. so that's all i wanted to say it's yeah. it's very shameful and very you know heartbreaking this is heartbreaking you know thank you he doesn't, he doesn't care. Uh, when I had COVID uh, at that time, I would listen to the, to the radio. And they would say, uh, today, 1,200 people uh, were found positive. To them, government, it was a number. Me and myself in my room. Human being. I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was... Uh, I mean, to my uh, parents, my parents, point. Probably the money doesn't care. Maybe all these are just numbers. They don't mean anything to me. They are just numbers. They don't mean, they don't mean yeah. anything. You, 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 see the, you see the angle that Sarah has come from? 
this is one of our biggest problems about uh, what do you call it fiscal money the the, the cost component the cost component and looking yes. at priority like yes. you asked me at the beginning of this discussion where i said we all love dr kaunda but taking his body around the country is not necessary now you heard the component of asera valeta cost component you mm-hmm. can swap and divert the so you are saying tapali ndalama but how are you able to do this take the body around the country it's around costing country. money yes yes you will uh, you have to pay you have to pay those guys going around with the body yeah so why don't you switch things around instead of taking dr kakaunda's body around the country buy oxygen buy the ppp equip whatever is needed to contain this situation okay to alibas here i don't know any tonto you know to your alibas dr patrick or Uh, you know, you, we need to treat 
to try to treat her right here. So he, like she Dr. went for Kawa. treatment? Yes. Mm. Yeah. With the presidential private jet, right? That's imagine. Dr. Pat. Yeah. You need, to, you need to unmute your mic. You need to respond to this. Your children are going astray here. Uh, wait, wait, wait. 919. Dr. Pat, six, please uh, call in there, and then we, we hear from you, because we are... Ah, uh, the last... Uh, probably, I don't know if it's the last question. Um, part of the last question. We, we talked about this last time. Uh, COVID-19, the campaigns, and the state of the media. The question is, um, should the election... Still go on, uh, Dr. Montanje. You you, you pointed uh, to, uh, to that. Um, on one end, there is a serious serious uh, concern of the health issues in Zambia, and therefore a lot of people are saying the election uh, should not uh, go on. Um, some of us, Nathan, uh, our, our, our the voice we can hear is from uh, Mitch McConnell of all the people the Republican leader. This country went to war, the civil war, and we still managed to hold an election. We went, we, we had the civil war, and we still managed uh, to go to, to have, an, uh, to have a, a, an election. The question is, should the election be postponed? Not one before. Um, I, I, I see here, I don't know if it's uh, should the election go Yes. Why? Hey, Roger, you see, the thing is, these guys who are trying to say the election, the reason is not genuine. Yeah. It's not yeah. a genuine reason. Yeah. Why they are trying to say the election should not go on. No, it's not a genuine reason. We know that. We were not born yesterday. The election will go on. If you're really concerned about COVID, you need to shut that country down and then insist on masking. Number two, you shouldn't have let a distinguished honorable man like Dr. Kaunda's body go around the country in the current situation. Then you can convince the election shouldn't go on. The election should go on. Now the election should go on. Don't try to postpone the election based on a fictitious or a flimsy reason. You yeah. do not care about COVID. You've already shown it that you yeah. don't care about COVID. The election will go on. Go, go on. You don't care about the COVID. I'm going to show Carlos in Katempa. You are in the, in the dark. You have your, your, your power as always. Okay. We have a problem. Let's admit, Doctor Pat, here as come. Doctor Pat, we are able to hear you, and maybe we didn't hear you last time. I don't know where you are. I miss your mic. You want to. So, Samuel, you said something about this. Should the election go on? Please emphasize. Roger, can I make a comment after Doctor Go on. The reason is that uh, uh, this COVID, who knows whether it will, be, it will not still be there and uh, whenever you want to hold the election. Exactly. That's a good that, point. 
Now, what we need actually is a, a change of government to put somebody who is going to care for the people of Zambia and trying to remove the COVID. The, the PF, like I said, they have completely failed. This is a test for the Zambian people uh, of what their government is bringing. So uh, it will be just like here in America, uh, President Biden promised right from the beginning. I don't know uh, what Ivan Musonda can say. Uh, <coughs> yeah. So we, we expect a change in the government leadership uh, so that we get rid of this, uh, not just the economy of Zambia, which is suffering, but also the COVID, uh, which is the, uh, taking so many lives. Well, well put. Uh, actually, uh, precious, as uh, told uh, now, we, we, we planned this, um, um, that's how we, we, we planned this uh, event uh, together. Oh, it's only six years. I don't know. We just talked about one, one, one item. Precious, where are you if you are able to, to come in? Uh, the question, I think, is going to be, um, knowing nothing, looking at the uh, the, the PS company, they, they are well, uh, welcome, Francis. You are so 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 late, so uh, I didn't send you the notification, it's my problem. Um, we were asking one of the questions we were asking your newsletter, Francis, was, um, where is the uh, president who is uh, is looking, of course, uh, in action, and the rulers of wanting to. Uh, to cancel the e- e- election. A lot of us live suspicious. They only want to cover themselves, give themselves uh, uh, some time. What should we do as nationals, the Zambians, what should they focus on to resist this idea? Because uh, they, they start panolo panolo as a rumor, but uh, before, before you know it, uh, they will act on it. What, what should we uh, do? Uh, well, thanks for having me, uh, Roger. Uh, sorry for coming in late. Um, I was conflicted with the times. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, it's uh, and, and, and um, I'm honored to be on the panel with you. for the first time. Now you make it, uh, we're making it happy now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I think uh, it, it's very unfortunate. And uh, right now, looking at the situation, I think, uh, the state of affairs, the state of our nation is very, is very ill right now. Um, I think the election date should not be tempered with. Um, I agree with that. You all see there is no valid reason that the election should not go on. There is nothing actually that's showing out there that should warrant the PAF or the president to just go that route. And if he does, I think... Um, uh, we should all say no, but that this begins with all all the opposition leaders like uh, President Trump and everybody else. They should start talking now. Do not wait for President Lungu to announce. It'll be a little bit too early, too too late. Right. Yeah. Start talking now. Start prepping uh, the citizens yeah. now because yeah. it, it, it's not, not acceptable. And uh, just uh, the president's absence from uh, the bully pulpit is, is very unfortunate. The, at this time, the president is supposed to come out and calm the nation. 
there's a lot of things that are going on, this COVID thing, speculations over whether he was, he's okay or not. I, today I saw him, I saw pictures of him attending the funeral of the Chief Justice. But that's not enough. Uh, the president's health is national security. It, mm-hmm. It's not just him. He, he should understand that. He carries the office. Uh, and, you know, yeah. looking at our oh. president right now, that's not his style. He hardly comes out and addresses the nation when the country is facing any uh, major hardware or a conflict or uh, a situation like the pandemic right now, which is very, very unfortunate. Yeah. But I think if I am the opposition, and I'm speaking this direct to President HH, who is the biggest opposition leader, uh, and all the, lead, all the people who follow HH, to... Uh, to think the election is already won would be the greatest mistake that you ever make. That's right. The greatest mistake that you ever make. This is the time to continue pressing. President Akainde should come out every time and address the nation through Facebook. His campaign should be aggressive. They should let out VP Nalumango to come out. I, I watched that interview and the way she was answering questions, she's a very articulate and skilled politician. But above all, she's a mother who cares. I looked at the issues that she looked at, and she spoke from the heart. Use her as an asset. So the opposition, I think, is doing very little. I'm sorry to say, but they're doing very little. They think it's already done. Biggest mistake. You lose again. This, this is just a fact. So I, I think it's very unfortunate what we're going through. But, uh, yeah, the political situation right now, the state of affairs is just... Um, it's worrisome. That's what I should. The president should come to the mic and address the nation. Yes, 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 yes. The, the opposition, whatever small influence we may have, we need to push the opposition. Canceling the election is not an option. For the Zambian people, if you see the president playing with that idea, it is one way of running away uh, from testing uh, the, Zambian, the Zambian people. If uh, the president can take around the, uh, the, the empty casket of uh, Dr. KK around uh, the country, he can win the election. Right. He should not be allowed to have it both ways. He should not be allowed to postpone the election. That's, that's the fact. Yeah. So the Zambians, I think we should be very ready for this announcement. But while we know that there are rumors, I think we are asking our own president in the UPND to be a very, very aggressive and say, we are not going to take this uh, lightly. We, we, we are going to give them uh, a, a, a warning. I don't know what I'm saying, but Dr. Pat, your mic is open now. Um, I don't know if you want to, to say something uh, because our time is really short. Yes, I just, want to, uh, I just want to bring our attention to the premier pharmaceutical organizations mm-hmm. that African countries are strapped to and by. Uh, The first one is WHO, World Health Organization. And it appears that um, many of the African countries are obligatory, are obligatory to the pharmaceutical um, divisions and sections in WHO. Uh, The African countries rely on their say-so and the pharmaceuticals that they purchase for other countries. Uh, another thing is that in many of the African countries, I would say 99% of in the African countries, 
there are very few to no pharmaceutical companies owned and operated by African uh, business or African African um, operations operatives. The pharmaceutical companies that are in the African countries are international at large, and they manufacture the product and transport them back to their European countries, and they in turn sell the drugs. What is needed is to have two types of uh, pharmaceutical constructions in African countries, many African countries, would be a pharmaceutical research center and an analytical uh, analytical research center. So there are two things that need to be done. And it's, it's, it's a, a large step, a long step, but it's needed to be done as soon as possible. That's why when you talk about pharmaceuticals or the new drugs, there are none in African countries, but it can be with the uh, inspiration and the innovation of African leaders. That could be one of the platforms for the Zambian uh, president to be or to come. Whether or not the African leaders will address pharmaceuticals in their country. And if Zambia does it, Zambia will be the spearhead, the leader uh, of this movement. Yes, I agree with you, Doctor Pat. Sorry, our time has uh, I, 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 I agree with you. Uh, I, I was making a speech right to myself the other day. You know, one of the things Akai probably said, if I'm allowed to let I will call on my friends in the African Union. Let's create pharmaceuticals to create our drug team. It does not make any sense. It says after our independence in Zambia or in mm-hmm. 170 years, we are still dependent on the West to give us the vaccine. It does not make any sense. That's right. And with, and with that, we'll end our show. Um, unfortunately, people coming in that when time has, uh, has gone. But uh, that is the nature of God. First thing, um, next week, Thank you so much. I got on the call over there. I mean, people came in today with Patricia and Mary Timbanga and everyone else. the fact, this is your show. Uh, let's meet uh, next time when we look at the other. Miss people, please bring 10 people to Las Vegas. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everyone, and uh, have a good weekend. Thank you.